This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. Hi, Scotty. Hey, Kurt. Welcome. Welcome back to another Bananas mini-sode. How are you? Uh, I'm great. You know, I, Good. Uh, I'm in the Christmas spirit. Uh, Good. Me too. I'm in the holiday spirit. I, uh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it here how much I've been into Yankee candles, but uh, just oh, yeah? getting, getting <laughs> a lot of Christmas Yankee candles uh, and... I literally light a candle every day now, and I love it. I love the smell, and Christmas music's on nonstop, because we have yes. a three-year-old, and it's yes. just so much fun. It's so much fun yep. to do Christmas shit, and also, it has been the only thing to look forward to yeah. for so long. It's like we're yes. just throwing everything into it. Yeah, you got to. I always thought like Yankee Candles were like having a little Midwestern uh, housewife sitting on your toilet. I always thought it was just like a it's like a little sweet thing that's just like I'm gonna make everybody happy and content in my own way. Don't mind me. Can I get you anything? Um, I like that she's sitting on the toilet. Like, well, yeah, on the toilet shit is making everybody oh. so happy. I meant on the toilet tank, but yes, oh, she okay. could also. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so she's doing tank. an upper decker, making everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to UMass, I went to UMass, uh, the Yankee Candle Factory like headquarters is about five miles north of the school. And so when your parents come to visit, that is the main, t- like, oh, if yes. you don't know what to do with your parents, it's like you oh, eat yeah. three meals a day and then you go and do that. And it's every cent. It's every single cent that they have make or that's available in every size. And you find yourself picking up every jar and smelling it. So it's crazy. And you look around and it's 500 people smelling everything. But then I noticed I was just picking up anything and smelling it, like pencils, <laughs> napkins, like anything that they also sold that wasn't a candle, you just find. And then you look around like, I saw, I, if I'm lying, I'm dying, you could strike me down with lightning. I saw a woman get her credit card back, go to smell it, realize what she was doing and put it right back in her pocket. <laughs> people up in mass know what I'm talking about. I love, I've always been obsessed with scientists who make smells, smells and tastes. Ah. Like smells and taste scientists are, I think that that must be, I'm sure it's in reality, you know, just like any other job. But to me, that seems like such an excitingly yeah. awesome job to mm-hmm. work in a big factory, a science <laughs> factory, just making new tastes, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that cool. idea. And also, There's, I want to see all of the failed scents, all of the failed tastes, you know. That's yes. what we need to get on this show, is we need to get 
like a yeah. scent scientist or a taste scientist. I, I love that what, idea. I don't even know what they're fucking called. I have no, no idea. No, I don't know if they're called anything. I think, uh, but that's great. I would love to know, like, failed. If any of you are in product design yeah. that has to do with smell or taste for any company, we'll, we'll even name you anonymously. We'll, we'll go off the record, but I just want to know failed scents, failed tastes. Like, for years, I heard Coke was coming out with chocolate Coke because vanilla Coke did oh. so well, like Coca-Cola. Yeah. And it, that, I heard that 10 years ago. And I'm like, it seems like it could make it, yeah. but it never did. You know where it probably came out? is Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, Michigan, for some okay. reason, because of the, I don't know, like, mix <laughs> of, like, wealth and uh, and races and, uh-huh. like, socioeconomic levels, they're considered, like, the perfect test market. I have a bunch of family in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, cool. And I would go there for the summers as a kid to, like, visit my dad and yep. like you would see flavors of Doritos and shit that never came anywhere else that like died in Grand Rapids. Oh yeah. Um so I bet you Fantastic. people in Grand Rapids know. And Fantastic. those Doritos. All right, I got a great story. Oh, we before I get into the story. Yes. We got a we got a big announcement. We do have a huge announcement. We're doing our first live show. Yes. It's virtual. It's going to yes. be a virtual live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are all invited, no matter Please where you Please join live. us. You can watch Bananas live uh, from your living room or wherever you want to watch it. Yeah, your bedroom, your car, wherever you want to stream us. We're going to do our first live show. It's going to be freaking great, but it's, it's gonna also going to be sort of a contained, a very contained version of what we're eventually going to tour on the road. Yeah, uh, minus the... Uh, <laughs> Minus the wavy guy. Yeah, fan guys fan and confetti guy. cannons and brass bands and all the <laughs> other weird crap we'll have. Um, it's going to be February 6th. February 6th, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's just going to be, there's going to be three levels of tickets. You can ha- just come and watch a show or you can come watch a show and do a post-show hang where we'll have some drinks. Yeah. Uh, or you can come to a pre-show Q&A and then the show and then the post-show hang up to you how you want to do it. We'll have a link up on the Instagram ASAP. Hopefully it's already there. I'm going to be laughing and laughing and laughing. Also, I'm going to, like the week or two leading up to it, probably around February 1st, I'm going to just start uh, putting things on our our Instagram. I'm going to give people options of what I'm going to wear during live stream, what I'm going to drink during the live stream, and other dumb stuff. I'll think of other things in the time being. But yeah, I want the audience, I want the Bananimals to basically choose my night. And then I'm going to fully commit to it until I fall over. I am committing to it as well. Uh, you can choose what I yes. uh, wear and drink. You yes. monsters. You monsters. I love, love commitment. <laughs> uh, Minisode. So yeah. this is, you know, where we read the Bananimals uh, stories that you sent in, your banana stories. And then, you know, we riff dog on it a little bit. Yeah, I got one. Uh, I don't even have a story connected to this. I just love this story cool. so much. Okay. This one... Uh, comes to us uh, from Stephanie Renee, 113. Ooh, thank uh, you, Stephanie. She says, so my husband is a band director, and twice a year we go to San Antonio, Texas for mm-hmm. band director conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, already a bunch of questions. Super I don't know fun. what a band director is. Uh, Me neither. 
Woof, all right. We always stay at the Manger Hotel. Apparently, Teddy Roosevelt haunts the bar, but I've never seen him. Well, Bummer. the Manger is absolutely fabulous and worth staying at, but the walls are thin and you can hear everything. This is why <laughs> I was easily woken at 3 a.m. when a neighboring band director and two women he had brought in were raucously going at it. This might have been enough to keep me awake, but what really sealed the deal was the man repeating, in rhythm no less, the safe word is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Cool. I, I took a couple of minutes to make sure it was actually happening because my brain wasn't making any sense of it. My husband sleeps through everything, so I shake him awake. He confirms the bananas happenings before pounding on the door and scream, bananas, go to sleep at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I never saw the guy's face despite trying so hard to linger around the door the next day. My husband and I did get accused of being the bananas people by some other neighbors, which was awkward. I will stay at the Menger when I can and will always be on the lookout for Teddy Roosevelt. Anyway, that's my banana story. I'm a high school art teacher and listen to you guys whenever I can because it always cheers me up. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. That's a fun one. It's a great one. one. Hotel sex through the wall is like uh, a cliche, but yet it happens all the time and it's funny every single time. And when it happens to you, like I don't get mad about it. I'm just like, it's it's fine. That's okay. I get it. You know, I mean, like, it's kind of the first thing you want to do if you're on vacation yes. with your partner and you, like, walk in. It's just like, here's a bed. It's luxury time. You feel excited. It's like the best time to have sex. I get it. And everyone's yeah. safe word should be bananas. <laughs> That's a really good one. Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh. I used to, one time I was doing a show in Vancouver, and we had a safe word joke. And then the network, uh, it was Netflix, didn't like any of our safe words. Like, you know, we were just what? writing stuff like bananas. I know. we, And they were like, I was the showrunner. But the other three writers, we just made a list of words. Like, literally just wrote a list of, like, you know, umbrella or, um, like, we were doing joking ones, too. Like, the safe word was safe word, yeah. which could have worked. Well, also, uh, why not? Why isn't every safe word safe word? It's easy to remember, and it says what it is. Yeah. And they wanted us... To, they were like, these aren't funny enough. And it wasn't supposed to be a big joke. It was just, like, in the scene of Dominatrix. <laughs> well, I'll just give you the description. So the show was a survival show called Green Beret's Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse, where an actual Green Beret would have an apocalyptic event like a pandemic, for example, or a solar flare or a super volcano. And in every episode that would happen, and then he would, in the script, do exactly what he would really do to survive. It was a very fun show. It got shelved because part of survival is shooting people. <laughs> and uh, in the pilot, he shoots somebody for their motorcycle to survive a giant uh, nuclear war. And Netflix was like... We are not going to show somebody getting shot unless they're like a bad person. And yeah. I, we were like, yes. But the whole time they kept saying, we want this authentic. Like, we want this to be educational. Like, dog eat dog, end of the world, Mad Max style. Right. What would a green brain they do? Keep and then they totally that direction and then they kill it because that's, it's too much that. So the episode was about a giant earthquake and then a tsunami. It was called Big Ones. And, um, 
Basically, the worst building you can be in during a giant earthquake is a brick building because they pull apart. So our actor, our character, is Sean, is in a brick building, and he is saying that he went to a therapist, and the therapist says, you need to try new things. So he hired a dominatrix. So when we open on Sean, he's in like a leather outfit with a ball gag. He's chained to a bed, and she comes over to shock him or light him on fire, do like fire play or edge play or something. And... uh he needed to say the safe word right then. So he spits out the ball gag, and the one they landed on was banjo. They thought banjo was the funniest word. So he's going, banjo, banjo. And the executives are standing by the monitors, like, laughing. <laughs> I've never seen anybody laugh on a set like this. To them, they just thought banjo was the funniest word. And we were like, okay. So he spits it out. <laughs> The earthquake hits, the uh, dominatrix is thrown out the window, and then he's uh, hit by a tsunami and goes out to sea. Who wouldn't want to watch this episode of television? Yeah. This is fun. Completely he survives. Show. But yeah, Banjo, so now whenever anybody says safe word, I guess in the future if I ever get my kink on, I'm going Banjo the whole yeah. way. Go Banjo, because you know, it's already, it, it still can be used. It's still up for play. Yeah, that show got shelved. <laughs> it All happens right. sometimes. Give me one, Scotty. Okay, this is from Ash. Uh, this one she sent to me a few months ago uh, on the Bananas phone. 213-214-7974. Call me sometime. Um, thank you, Ash. So, hi. Do you want to hear about the time my mom rode a horse into a bar on a bet? Yep. I wrote back, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Scene. Rural southeastern Ohio at some point in the 1970s. The bar was called the Merry-Go-Round. Great that is such a, a good name for a bar. That such is a good such a, a good name for a bar. And do you remember, I'm, did you ever get to go to Circus Circus when it still had the rotating bar? No, I didn't. They got I, rid of it. I went, I got to go, and this was before, it was before um, the uh, the movie of, of um, Love, what's in Las Vegas, the Hunter S. Thompson one. Fear and Loathing? Fear and Loathing, before the movie of Fear right. and Loathing came out, but after the, of course, obviously after the book. Uh -huh. So I read the book and I was like, I gotta go. And we went and we, we didn't stay there. We just went in and went to that bar. And it was much less exciting because it's a, yes. it was like a red rotating bar. Great um, idea. And in the book, it's just like this, Matt, you know, if you're on acid, I guess it's very difficult to get on and off the bar. <laughs> um, but in reality, it goes incredibly slowly. But the, the, the level of where the perform, like where the, People would be landing into a net right. where I could touch the net. Like, it was that low on the casino floor. Really? It was fucking crazy. It was like, it was so close. Maybe I couldn't touch it, but it was like, you know, I'm a tall person, but I was very close to being able to touch the actual That's rope. cool. Anyway, let's continue with Mary Around the Bar. Well, they also have the carousel bar in New Orleans at the Hotel Monteleon, oh. which is... It's still there. I hope it's still there. I think Truman Capote was either born in that hotel or lived in it. But you, it's a slow rotating bar. It's very hard to get two seats. Like if you're by yourself, you can wait twenty minutes and get one. But if you're like with friends, but one night I got it and uh, with a buddy, and we did not get up. We sat and drank, going in circles. I think it rotates every nineteen minutes as a full rotation. So we probably uh. did. Four hours of rotations. Anyways, that's such a great idea. Why don't all bars rotate? A slow rotation because you're just sitting there for a long period of time. To have a different view every yeah. 20 minutes is so great. 
It's so fun. And then you like people, it just makes talking easier too. Like we were talking couples on both sides of us. They were like, you guys ever been here before? You ever done this? This is crazy. We've had yeah. a lot of, you know, Sazeracs. Okay. <laughs> the bar, 1970s, Southeastern Ohio, the bar is called the Merry-Go-Round. It was a pretty regular night. And my mom said she was getting drunk with friends when one friend of hers says, I have a horse that no one can ride. My mom says, buddy, 20 bucks. And you got uh, 20 bucks as I can, and you got a bet. So he takes her back to the barn and then goes, Well, I can't find the bridle that'll fit him, so I guess the bet's off. And my mother, who is not a quitter, goes, Just get me some rope and we'll rig it. This is so good. <laughs> so they do. And she gets on, and the horse bolts. She cannot stop him, but she can direct him. So not being able to think of a better place because she's hammered, she rides him back into the bar. <laughs> She rides him back to the bar and into it. But now she's stuck inside the bar and the horse is freaking out. The owner is yelling at her for <laughs> The owner is yelling at her for riding a horse directly into the bar. So she gets banned for life. Makes until, sense. Until Yeah, of course. A pretty reasonable banning. Uh she gets banned for life. Or until the owner calls her about a month later and asks her to come back because all the regulars left when she got banned. That's it. I mean, you, that's what you want to be. You want a community at the, your yeah. local. Um, so she comes back, but she never got her 20 bucks. I never believed this story when I was a kid until uh, we met up with this dude. And she goes, you still owe me 20 bucks for that bet. And he goes, you know what? I do. Anyway, she's 67, year old, 67 years old and still raising hell. Thank you for the podcast. Here, This is a nice little, uh, little tag. So my name's Ashley, my mom's name is Kathy, and the horse's name was Jocko. She remembers vividly yelling, God damn it, Jocko, all the way down the road and into the bar. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Thank oh, you my. so much for that one. That is so great. It's so great. God, I love that so much. I love that so much. I'm also, it's I am always I am utterly fascinated by horse people because yes. that don't I don't understand horses as an animal. Anytime I interact with a horse, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't see it's like inherent intelligence. I don't see it's like, uh, like yeah. e emotive capability that people <laughs> that people who connect with horses are like. There is this beautiful, intelligent animal here, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, but I, but I'm fascinated by their ability to <laughs> just carry human beings on their back and not yeah. mind. And seemingly enjoy it even. Like everybody I know that are horse people and like uh, I know a, a decent amount of people that jumped horses and did that kind of thing. That's also crazy. I don't know if you've ever been to one of the horse jumping shows, but like they are higher than you think, uh, the jumps. They're crazy yeah. high. I um, And then it's, it's kind of a rich person sport, honestly. It's like one of those things where the one time I went to the one in uh, Long Beach, I think it was called the Long Gines. It's like a World Cup thing. Uh, it was like Michael Bloomberg's daughter, Steven Spielberg's daughter, Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> daughter, all competing. It is cool that it's men and women both compete against each other equally. It's like, oh, yeah. that's pretty amazing. I um, God, it would make me so happy if somebody rode a horse into a, any bar that I was in. It, like, If you're I, in a oh. bar and a horse comes in. Yes. That's a real, you're never going to forget that. I'm going to go to that bar. I can't believe people stopped going to that bar. I'd be like, that, Get to, let's go to the horse bar. I know they should. Well, the merry and it's the merry-go-round, so like it should have horses in it. Like it should. Have, <laughs> oh, it's so good. 
Oh, I could uh, never put that together. That's great. Um, you remember that bar after Kristen's wedding where we all went, like, as yes. the after party? I think it was called the Black Bear, but I'm not sure. But oh. I do remember, like, two weeks later, a bear walked into that bar where we had been, and that everybody just goes, get out of here, you! And starts <laughs> clapping and yelling, and this bear just turns around and, like, moseys. I would have been like, get him a bucket of beer. Let's see what happens. It was the wagon wheel. The wagon wheel. It was the wagon wheel. It was and a good it, time. Like you could walk when you walked like down a half set of stairs. Yes. At the bottom. Good. Memory. There was like gambling. Like it was a like there was. It seemed like no gambling was happening, but it was all set up for gambling. Like there was right. a poker table that you could play poker at. There was a big spinning wheel that I think you could like bet on. That was a yeah, great that, place, and I'm pretty uh, sure it was the wagon wheel. I would. It would make sense with black bears. I have seen. I've been up close to black bears. And um, they are—they're not the—they're not the bear that you're like terrified of. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah, not it's, at all. Yeah, they're just like lumbering along, and if you clap and yell, they usually walk away. <laughs> I've never been a regular at a bar, and I don't think I ever want to be. Like I, I like trying different things, mm-hmm. but I've never been it. somebody that walks in and they're like Scotty. But and you've witnessed this. I get recognized a lot for other people that I'm not, and I, and I learned very early on just to go with it. People yeah. be like, hey, Chris, and I'm like, what's up? How are you? And it's gotten me into so many fun situations. It's gotten me like, there was one night, God, this was a long time ago. I think it was in like 2008 or so, and I was just a server, and my cousin was like, do you want to go to my friend's sculpture show? They're these German sculptors. This was in New York. I was like, yeah. My cousin Eamon actually asked me. You've met yeah. my cousin a couple of times. And so the sculptors are this this German couple named Gregor and Julia. And they were super nice. And their sculptor were like these blobs that were sort of shaped like white. Almost looked like God, like a blob that was just shaped kind of into a, a creature or something. <laughs> they were lovely. But I couldn't understand one word they said because they were German. But they learned to speak English in India. So they had a German Indian English accent. Oh wow! <laughs> so I couldn't understand what the fuck they were talking about the entire time. <laughs> but at some point they're like, "And I, I, what I'm about to do will not sound real, but it was something along the lines of Scott, do you want to go get cocktails?" <laughs> and I go, "Cocktails, yes." <laughs> I'm broke. We go around the corner to Pasties. Do you remember that place? It's in the yeah. Meatpacking District. Mm-hmm, Big course. French restaurant. I'm sure any of our banana margaritas. Which was really Yes. Yeah. And it was huge because of Sex in the City. Sex in the City made the, put that place on the map. And it was still, I mean, absolutely banging in 2008 or nine, whenever this was. We go in and this it's packed. And I have no money. So I was going to do the thing where you buy one beer and nurse it for an hour and a half and then excuse yourself. And as soon as I walk in, this guy in a black trench coat points direct and he goes, I know you. And I go, oh, yeah? And I walk up, and my cousin's like, do you know him? I'm like, never seen this guy before in my life. <laughs> and he goes, get in here. He goes, Barry College. I go, absolutely. Barry College is, I think, in, it's in Georgia. Uh, and I had once gone there to sample Red Bull, and they have a ropes course. So I go, ropes course. And he goes, oh, shit. Do you like driving and crying? And I go, yeah, I love driving and crying. So this guy goes, see that guy over there? And he points to his friend. This guy waves at me. He goes, go over there and tell him to buy you anything you want. <laughs> ah! 
So Greg or Julia Eman and I walk over, and he goes, you know that guy? I go, one of my favorite people. He goes, what do you guys want? Buys us drinks. We're drinking martinis. We're drinking lots what? of vodka. That night. He's like, let's get a table. So I sit down with these three guys and my, my cousin, two sculpt, German sculptors. Still can't understand what they say. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? And the guy who invited me over looks like Craig Kilborn. He goes, we <laughs> sold, we sold our, our company for $15 million three hours ago. Holy I go, no what? shit. So the oldest guy made $10 million. The underling, the guy that invited me over, and this other, the nicest man who sat next to me, uh, they each got like $3 million or whatever. So they were just living that New York dream. They were oh buying God. drinks for the whole bar. The guy bought a round for the entire bar. It must have cost ten or $15,000. Um, I mean, it was slammed. So we're sitting at this table, and then they want to buy us dinner. And we're getting drunk. The oldest guy is just inviting over every model, like real models. And he's like, what do you want, honey? And they're, they're sitting on his lap, and he's flirting. He's buying a bottle service. The guy... That invited me over is just talking about college and like how pumped they are and that they started this dot com and blah blah blah. The guy to my left, the nice guy, he's like, I'm married, I have two kids. My wife is gonna want a million and a half dollar apartment. After my three million gets taxed, I'm gonna have like a million dollars. He's like, Scotty, I just I don't I'm gonna be broke. He's like, I'm gonna be broke in six months. Guy just made three million dollars. So so we're we're kicking it. Eamon's a vegetarian, so he's just eating like French fries and whatever crudite. Gregor and Julia are having the time of their life. It feels like one of those magic New York nights. Yeah, we're getting annihilated. There's bottles. I mean, he's literally this dude is buying alcohol for the entire bar. Uh, all of a sudden, we're like ten sheets to the wind, and uh, oh, Banana's phone's ringing. The um, the guy that invited me over, who knew me, and I still don't know his name, looks at me, and goes, "Wait." I don't know you. And I go, <laughs> No. I go, Well, you do now. He goes, Do I know you? I go, No, man, you don't, but you do now. And he raised, he was drinking Bex. I don't know why I remember that, but he raises his Bex to me. I raise a vodka and he's like, Well played, man. Well played. So I'm like, This is cool, but it's kind of the end of the night. Again, models swarming. Eamon, Gregor, and Julie are going to go off to something. I'm heading home. I get up. The rich guy has a, this beautiful model on his lap. He goes, you're not leaving, are you? I go, yeah, man, I should get out of here. He goes, no, 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 wait, wait, don't go. And he takes my jacket off my chair, takes a magnum of Grey Goose, slides it down the coat sleeve and goes, no. get out of here. So no. I just creep out with it and <laughs> I turn the mag- corner. The magnum of Grey Goose is so big. Yeah, in a snow coat. So yeah. like, and I'm like, and it's heavy, and I'm like, this is gonna fall out. I I don't know if these guys are for real or if they're just robbing the joint. And so I I like pretend like I'm putting on my jacket, walk by the hostess, walk by the doorman, walk by the valets. It's snowing. I turn the corner and I just run down 14th <laughs> Street. I just ran, got to the F train. Man, that bottle probably lasted me like two oh, two months back then. It was mad. Oh, that is that is it makes me miss New York so bad. Yes. It's yeah. a New York story. But yeah, Gregor and Julia would just turn to me and be like, Scott, it's, good. it's very, and, and Will. And I would go, <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Oh, man. Oh, man, the best. I love that story. The best. Uh, well, we did it again. Yeah, the, we did it again. Another Minnesota in the books, guys. Remember, we're coming live, bananas, mm-hmm. virtual show, uh, February 6th. 6 p.m. uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have tickets on their Instagram and see you guys soon.
That's right. Keep sending those stories. Email us. Uh, send it to our Instagram. DM us. The Bananas Podcast or the Bananas Podcast at gmail.com. If this is your first time listening, you can always call me or text me on the banana phone. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. We're almost through this. Almost We're going to get this. there. Kurt. Scotty. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.